either how bad was Lou Vega's career at that point or how big of his career was it where the, he yeah. was on WB Kids? Like, or how is that the only artist they could afford? Hey, retro lovers, welcome to the Nostalgia Junkies podcast, where we talk all about pop culture, retro toy collecting, and nostalgia. And now, here are your hosts, Alex and Brandon. Hey, y'all, I'm Alex, and this is Brandon. Nah, I'm, I'm Joe. <laughs> I'm Alex, this is the Nostalgia Junkies, and this is my buddy Joe. He is one of the co-hosts of the Bump Boys podcast. Brandon just had a child with his lovely wife, and he's going to be gone for a little bit. So Joe is going to be stepping in as co-host while we still need to get some of these podcast episodes out. And uh, for those who don't know, you know, you're actually renovating your studio and stuff like that. So yes, Alex is actually filming in the Bump Boys studio that we actually just set up a couple weeks ago. So a couple episodes will be coming out from our studio. And then him and Brandon are doing the grand or grand reveal with their whole studio. So that's going to be an episode definitely look out for. But, you know, yeah, I'm glad to be here, man. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're watching this on YouTube or you see this anywhere that it's like video, obviously you can see there's a vast difference between this. But if you're just listening to us on Anchor, Spotify or any of the other streaming services, you know that it just sounds probably the same. But yeah, so Joe, today we are going to be talking about something that both you and I grew up with because, you know. We're both kids of the 90s. Yes, we are. Born the same year, same year of middle school, same year of high school. We've known each other for, gosh, over over a decade. Yeah. But one of the staples of the afternoon television when you get home from TV, WB Kids. Yeah, WB Kids was, uh, for those who don't know, it was also a great time, too, because growing up, I didn't have Cartoon mm-hmm. Network. I didn't have Nickelodeon all, yep. all around because, you know. This was public access. Yeah, it was public access. It was yep. rabbit ear TV. Yep. And... You know, you woke up, you had the whole idea of WB Kids is you woke up, you had a big ass bowl of cereal that you yep. know you're going to get your ass whooped mm-hmm. once you finished the bowl of cereal and the t- cartoon shows. Mm-hmm. And it was just a bunch of bangers that basically grew yeah. up, that made the 90s and yeah, so, early so, 2000s. So WB Kids not only had the afternoon block, which was like, I think it was like, what, three to six every day, but then they yeah. had the Saturday morning, which is like, Back this this was the heyday of '90s Saturday morning cartoons. Yeah, but they were also were the death of Saturday morning cartoons. It was kind of sad. Yeah, like once I feel like some of the episodes went on a little bit too long. Yep. Um. So and then the blocking was a little weird. Mm-hmm. Like they started really early in the morning, mm-hmm. and you know, parents. A lot of our I know my parents wouldn't let me go down up until seven thirty. Yep. I try to sneak in around seven and watch a little bit. But all the good shows would be from like eight to like they would do a repeat and then a new episode and then a repeat yep. and a new episode. So it's kind of like growing up on Adult Swim. Like you knew right when the repeats were. Yeah, and you knew when the repeats were, and you knew when the new episode was coming out. Yep. But you had to watch the repeat to watch a new episode, and that took up two hours. Mm-hmm. And by the time you finish those two hours, mm-hmm. you only seen two new episodes. You watched last week's episode. Yeah. And then your parents are like, "Hey, you've been in front of this TV for two hours eating a bowl of cereal." Get your fat ass outside. Exactly. And Dude, it, it was just very frustrating because there were so many good shows that came out after that uh, 10 o'clock time. Well, not only that, but it's like a lot of the shows that were... So as someone who somehow at that time had Cartoon Network, I don't know how I had Cartoon Network because I grew up on a VCR, yep. but you know the shows that were on Cartoon Network during the week were then aired on WB Kids on Saturday morning. Yeah. Towards the end of the lifespan of WB Kids. So it's like, what's the point of watching WB Kids if I already saw this cartoon earlier in the week 
And I think some of these companies thought the same thing. So like, why is Cartoon Network going to be putting all this stuff out? Why was like Disney putting stuff out on WB Kids if they could just have it on their station and not have to spend that money? And I, I agree with that. Like a lot of it was like, you definitely saw repeats and you definitely saw mm-hmm. stuff that was playing in the afternoon. And the part that I think also killed uh, WB Kids was, mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember this, but as soon as it, the programming would end, mm-hmm. Maybe they would sneak in like you know five extra minutes of like something. Mm-hmm. They're like, hey, we, we have five extra minutes. We'll just run something random. Maybe like a quick like random snippet of something. Yep. And out of nowhere, you would just see names just scrolling across the screen, and it was that Passion of the Christ stuff. Remember? Yes. It was. Yes. It was a church. It was a church. Uh, c- yes. ceremony uh, every Saturday morning. I, I yes, I know what you're talking about. Like the Joel Austin type of stuff. Yeah, it was just a wh- yeah. old white guy. He's like, you know, praise yep. be the Lord. And Dude, he says did, a prayer and he does what, a song. They did the same thing, now that I'm thinking about it, on ABC Family because like a lot of those cartoons moved from WB Kids yep. to ABC Family. And then it was like, was it the 700 Club or whatever it was? I think so, yeah. There was something. But yeah, it was like like um, like um Pastor of the Eucharist or whatever it was. Yeah, it's like Son of the it Eucharist. Was, yeah. it, was, it was crazy. And it's like, Yo. this is a vast <laughs> difference. They're, and like, you know what? They're worried about teachers trying to like, you know, like what's the word they're trying to do with the kids nowadays with, or not ordain, what's... um indoctrinate they're worried yeah. about kids about teachers trying to indoctrinate children listen wb kids and abc family was doing that at 10 a.m on saturday mornings already just springing that on you you'd be like you'd be like yeah. oh wow what's going on watching Did power you know? rangers jesus you're like what the fuck is this like it was Yo, yeah it was crazy. depressing it made you it made yeah. you had to go outside you're like damn exactly. i can't watch this i gotta go outside but you know what we have a a list of shows from wb kids to get through mm. i'm gonna i'm gonna knock two of them right off the list right now because one of them, Brandon and I, are going to tackle on a full-fledged podcast, mm. and one you and I will tackle at a later date. Yeah. Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh! They are the kings of WB Kids. It, we, we would not be doing them justice if we were to talk about them tonight. Yeah, like, Pokemon is definitely the king. Mm. I'm not, I only want to say the king. Pokemon mm. was God back in the day. It is the, one of the largest multimedia franchises. I think, I, I can't remember, I looked a while ago, I think the only thing in front of it is Hello Kitty. I think the only thing in front of it was Hello Kitty, but that's just because of Japan's um, mm-hmm. huge craze with it. Yep. And then the only thing I think, no, actually, it actually beat out um, those Beanie Babies. Yeah, because it, it is, if, if it's beaten Hello Kitty, it is the largest yeah. multimedia franchise right now. And I think it's one of the longest running, because, I mean, it's been going since 1995, 1996. Yeah, and it like, came to the States a little later, too, right? 1999 was uh, when it first came to the States as a cartoon. But like that's the it, it's it's not just a cartoon. It was like the video games, the manga, the, manga. the stickers, the toys. Like there's so much, like we have the, the Pokedex right here. Pocket like, monsters. Yeah, pocket monsters. Well, it wasn't even that. It was literally pocket monsters and yeah. like Wizard of the Coast owned it and stuff like that. Like, mm-hmm. it, it's it's crazy. Like dude, just how much money it made. I just, last thing I'm gonna say about Pokemon before we get into a, before we have to do anything else. Whenever I ask for Pokemon cards as a kid. My mom would get me the Wizards of the Coast cards, mm-hmm. which I loved. My family would always get me the Tops cards. Remember, like the little baseball style yeah. ones that were just like a picture of the anime. And then on the back, it was like how big the Pokemon is. I had a lot of those. I, I yeah, they're cool, but like, nah, I wanted the Wizards of the Coast cards. But yeah. we we need to we need to get into some of these other ones. I agree. So, and then I, I'm gonna say last thing: yep. Yu-Gi-Oh was definitely the king. Oh, dude. But I, you know, Pokemon was God. But you know, next up is yes. That I think yeah. we found a queen possibly, but I'm not too sure. We gotta hear some of the names. Yeah. But sorry, I I, for, I forgot to say about more about Yu Gi Oh. I I remember oh. I loved Yu Gi Oh. I remember, dude. Have you seen the cost of like the battle discs now? 
Yeah, yeah, I actually had two uh, right before I moved to my house. Actually, now they're expensive. Dude. I had two, and I cleaned them up, and I sold them for about I think one seventy five each. Wow! So it was it was crazy, dude, but they were like thirty five, forty bucks at Target back in the day. Like, I mean, granted, you know, inflation, but like, still, that's that's a big come up. So the price of it was cheap too. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember me and Will, we would go mm-hmm. to Kmart because Walmart yep. didn't really have toys back in the day. Mm-hmm. Kmart had the toys, and I remember convincing my uh, mom I was like. Hey, you know, let's try and get some like Yu-Gi-Oh mm-hmm. stuff. Let's try and get the dual distance like that. And like me and Will were trying to convince her so many times. And she was just like, No, like, aren't you gonna bend up your cards? And I'm like, mm-hmm. Oh crap, I didn't think about that. And so like that. And she's like, Well, yeah, because yeah, well, everybody not. had to pull it up and like hold it up with time to duel. Yeah. And you had to get the stutter right perfectly. Cause if you didn't get the stutter right, they thought you just have an aneurysm. It just looked really bad if you didn't get it right. Yeah, but so okay. So the first, like, what I would say, one of the main staples of the WB Kids lineup, Static Shock. Static Shock is definitely, I'd say, if you're taking out Pokemon, I want to mm-hmm. say top five. I want to put in my top five. Mm-hmm. You know, it can change based on whatever name you throw mm-hmm. out there. But Static Shock was also the first introduction to a lot of, you know, kids mm-hmm. growing up like me and Will and mm-hmm. Jamie and stuff like that. Yep, as like the first black superhero, and they mm-hmm. actually had like really good discussions. Like they did, you know, Static or um what was his original name was, was it virgil hawkins it was virgil right so virgil would have mm-hmm. his boy i don't i forget his uh friend was it richie was it richie i think yeah this is a white name yeah richie richie right that sounds about white <laughs> sounds about white anyway um he his dad would be like racist as hell like you know i don't like him coming around here and then his, his, his richie would mm-hmm. stand up to racism mm-hmm. and his dad would address these topics and then he's going out whooping dude's mm-hmm. ass like Static mm-hmm. Shock is top five in my book. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you feel about well, it. I, I I agree. I think even going along about that, it's like you know the way that even Virgil's like dad conducted himself yeah. was like so like just like formal and just like he was he was a strong male figure. Yeah, and it's like as, as somebody who's, who's not not of color, yeah. like I was like, as, but I grew up with a dad, and yeah. there weren't a lot of strong male dads on TV. They yep. were always the goofy joke of the show. Yeah, and. While, like, you know, Virgil's dad never really knew that he was static, he always supported his son and wanted his son to do what's right. And, like, that was, like, that was, like, my, that was my TV dad. It, it felt very much like what Miles Morales kind of is. To the today's. Um, to today's, today's now. Yeah. But I think the racial issues, if you go mm-hmm. and watch it now, mm-hmm. I think it was spitting knowledge and facts mm-hmm. before. It's, like, if you look at it nowadays with mm-hmm. nowadays, uh, like, you know, after the George Floyd and Black Lives mm-hmm. Matter stuff. Yep. It's crazy how much still applies and how. Mm-hmm. how dead on they were with all the injustice the racial inequality and stuff like that and they how he handled it was time. properly Although, especially like you know that, that like you were saying they had some really good conversations and i think his best conversations were between the villains yeah because he wasn't just somebody who went and beat down the villains and like you know put them in jail yeah he would like he'd go and he'd fight the villains and they'd have this like deep conversation about like why are you doing this is like oh i need money for my family or oh it's because this person wronged me or oh because this is the only like like whatever it was they always had that deep conversation yeah and every time you know it was always a flashback and stuff like mm-hmm. that so you'd always look forward to that flashback mm-hmm. first of all and then at the end of it you know it would they all had different issues they were facing mm-hmm. whether it was you know racism or you know you know struggles of society poverty mm-hmm you know, creative blocks, mm-hmm. um, mental health and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. They all had something different. And then static was basically, it, it felt exactly like Spider-Man. Yeah, I, I would. Yeah, I agree with you. I think it was like our modern ages or, or not modern age, but our nineties era, like Spider-Man that we could relate to as kids. Cause it really kind of showed what was going on. 
Yeah. And his powers are dope. Like, this man oh, yeah. can control dude, electricity. Dude when, dude, when he figured out, oh, yeah, I can lift up the manhole cover. Like, and then he can use it to fly. And he's like, yeah. yo, this is, this, is, this is genius. Yeah, that, that was good. That was good. But, yeah. So, you want to move on? Yeah, I think so far. That, well, it's our only one. So, it's got to yeah. be at top, yeah. I'd say. So, Static Shock's up there. Next one, probably the original WB Kids cartoon, other than Looney Tunes. Yep. Animaniacs, Wacko, Yakko, and Doc. So I remember watching mm-hmm. this one as a kid, mm-hmm. but I mainly remember in the afternoon sessions of okay. WB Kids um, with the Animaniacs. And mm-hmm. this one was a staple for my evenings, I will say. Okay. Um, it wasn't a Saturday morning cartoon show, but it mm-hmm. was a staple for like, like afternoon, um, like the Wednesday. It was kind of like, I feel like it came on during like the midweek. Yep. Where it was like, okay, the week's kind of slow. Let's kind of throw in Animaniacs yep. because, you know, we have thousands of episodes of it. We can just put one out there. Yeah. And it felt like it would, as soon as the sun mm-hmm. would start setting, mm-hmm. it was that and Batman Adventures. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think first mm-hmm. it was really good because it also introduced the pinky in the brain. Yep. Which, you know, that was a great. Which then went on to be its own cartoon. Yeah, and it was a great Mm -hmm. show, and it was very hilarious. Mm -hmm. And then there were so many characters that got introduced little by little. Mm -hmm. And then you culminate with a Christmas movie of Wacko's Modern... or not You're thinking Wacko's Modern Life. Wacko's Wish. There you go. And that thing Mm -hmm. was a great musical. I remember Mm -hmm. the song to my days. I know we're going to see the wishing side of wishing side. And it's like the whole thing. I remember watching (laughs) on... It was on VHS. It was on all the... um, Mm-hmm. DVDs when DVDs first came a thing, it was okay. on there. It was just a very mm-hmm. catchy, very fun thing. I, I know it's on Hulu. It got remade. Mm-hmm. I saw a little bit of it. It looks good, but I need to go back and watch it again. I put it on the background, mm-hmm. but definitely Animaniacs was definitely great. Agreed. I I feel like though, like growing up, like maybe it's because like you know being born mm-hmm. in '93, like I feel like this show is kind of more of an earlier '90s show. Yeah. I remember when I think back to the Animani- Animaniacs, I can speak. when I think back to the Animaniacs, I really can't think of like one episode, and I don't think I actually ever really saw Wacko's Wish. Mm-hmm. So when I think of them, I I remember the song, like mm-hmm. everybody knows the song, but I just remember like it was like the start of the WB Kids block. Yeah, it would zoom in on the WB Water Tower. Yep, and they would pop out. Yeah, and that that is what I remember them. So I actually I think it was I was probably like eight or nine when I finally figured out that they actually had a legit show. Yeah, I feel like for them, the Animaniacs were the mascot. It was the promotion. It was a mascot. Yeah. It was someone. They always had Warner Tower and it, Warner, mm-hmm. the WB Tower, the Water Tower was always doing something. Mm-hmm. Then you find out, you know, the the Animaniacs were in there and they were animated cartoons mm-hmm. that made things go crazy and yep. wacky. And so I think it was just a great little continuity thing mm-hmm. they did right there. I don't know if it means anything, but that's how I took it. But overall, I thought it tied in a lot with the promotion so mm-hmm. i thought it was a great promotion tactic for which do you know which uh which promotion has like been playing in my brain this past week i think it's because like i i came across a song earlier this past week and I'm like oh yeah that was a wb promotion the no. lou bega mambo number no. five from like the winter festival thing i do not remember oh that my gosh they wb brought in like lou bega to hype up like the winter lineup of cartoons who? Wait, wait. Lou Bega, you know, one, two, three, four, five. Oh, that guy. Mambo that number guy, five guy. guy. Yeah, yeah, They brought in Lou. Mambo num- number five. Okay, yes. now I know who you're okay. talking about. Now yes. I know who you're talking yeah. about. WB Kids brought in Lou Bega to just do this, like a, like a set yeah. of commercials. Yeah, he so did. Like, so like, I'm wondering, either how bad was Lou Bega's career at that point, or 
how big of his career was it where the, he yeah. was on WB Kids? Like, or how was that the only artist they could afford? <laughs> it, it was some combination. But it was like, catchy though. But like he, I just they did a remix of Mamba Number Five, and he was like got Pikachu on the mic, and it's like I just all I remember is the song. He, he talks about having like Pikachu on the mic, having like Batman over here, and I'm just like. There was a lot going on. If there, I remember, there was the a lot. If I remember yeah. that little bit, oh my god, was a lot. Maybe I'll post it or something. But yeah, like, definitely, definitely. Yeah, it was, it was, it was a weird thing. But that's what I remember. But yeah, so Static Shock still above Animaniacs. Yes, yes, okay. clearly by far. Okay, I got another one for you. I got another one for you. You know, just one more thing, Jackie Chan Adventures. So. There's one show we're gonna talk about later that yes. it's gotta it's gotta be placed below. Or that show we're gonna be talking about is definitely above this one. Okay. But Jackie Chan Adventures, I watched bits and pieces of it. You know, this show was iconic. It was definitely a staple. It was okay. in the top you, five. You, you scared me for a second. I'm like, no, don't, no, no. don't tell me you're not a Jackie Chan Adventures no, fan. No, with the talisman and all that stuff. Yeah, and- the talisman, you have Shendu. You have the big guy. Was that the big guy? Yeah, the, the, yeah, the, the dragon spirit dude, looking like Joey Diaz and stuff like that. <laughs> but like overall, it was that show was great. It was a lot of action. It was Jackie mm-hmm. Chan actually voice acting himself with it. No, nope. It wasn't Jackie Chan. It was not Jackie Chan. Jackie Chan did the beginning where he's like the, <gasps> and yeah. then it transitioned to the animation. He always did the thing at the end. But I just, I think it was like Sam Lee or something like that. It was, was a white guy. No, it was, it was an Asian guy. They had okay, an Asian, Asian voice say, actor. Whoa, whoa. They, they were ahead of the times. They were ahead of the times okay. having, like, you know, culturally relevant people playing culturally okay, relevant that's characters. Good, that's, good, that's good. But, you know, it was not. I, I Listen, I know. I'm sorry that I broke your childhood, but it was not Jackie Chan oh. voicing himself in that show. Well, overall, they did a good job with it. I, this they show did. was good. It was always a big scene, a big action scene. There was. And it made you feel like this is actually something Jackie Chan mm-hmm. would do. He I, could do. They had. I loved Toro. Toro was a great character. He was the yep. one of the villains in the main se- original se- yes. uh, season. And then became like the apprentice to uncle. Yeah. And yeah. then the, uh, the niece always had that little flair and spunk in there. Oh, my gosh. Jade. Yeah. Jade yep. was always hilarious. Jade. Um, uncle Jackie. And then the yep. best part about it was, um, what was the uncle's name again? Was it Woo, right? I think it was Uncle. His uncle, right? They just called him Uncle. Yo, who, yeah, the man who was like super powerful, but he needed his pufferfish. <laughs> just needed the pufferfish, dude. The fact that this man was taking down hordes of villains from the shadow realm with a pufferfish. Pufferfish. Didn't need any kung fu. Yeah, the same but, spell. But, different, different spells oh. come from it though. Yeah. S- I think didn't he have? He had, I think like he had one other fish every t- now and then too. It was like always the same yellow puffer fish, but then like a small blue fish every now and then. I think I think he had a uh, it was a like a sardine. Small, <laughs> it was like yeah, it was something like really small, like a sardine. Yeah. But the puffer fish was like that. That was the, a staple. It was a staple. Yeah, that was like can't go anywhere without the puffer fish. Yeah, I think one episode like he lost or they kidnapped the puffer fish or something like that, <laughs> and then like he pulled like a smaller fish or something like that. I have no idea. Um, but then then like I don't I don't know how far you got in the show, but I feel like Toro then got his own puffer fish as well. Yeah. Yes. Or I think he had the uh, the small little. Oh, maybe, maybe it's, I have to look back at it. But I'm not, how did you watch all seasons at all? I watched most of it when they had the talisman. I think after they got the talisman, some something okay. happened where they broke the talismans. All got yeah, split up. Yeah, because they broken. had the the season with the talismans. Yep. Uh, I think at the end of season one, they broke the talismans, and then all the talismans were like imbued in the animals because yep. all the talismans were based off of the, the um, Chinese calendar. Yes. Yep. And then season three. 
it had to do with the masks, and there was something with yes, the masks. Yes, I think and I watched a little Shadow uh, Warriors. Oh yeah, it was like the Shadow Warriors or Shadow Ninjas mm-hmm. or whatever. And then and season four had to do with uh, Shendu's son trying to free Shendu and absorb all the powers of the talismans. So basically, kind of went back to season one, yeah. but with a actual dragon. So I've seen pieces mm-hmm. of all these episodes, but I just want to say once the mask started getting mm-hmm. introduced, it was just I think I just too got hard. too older and yeah. I started doing things on my Saturdays and I started mm-hmm. you know playing Pokemon and I started playing. And I was and I was like still that. watching cartoons. I think I, I was just say one of the things I really liked about that season four is remember like the original villains like Toro, the guy that come up like Frankenstein, uh, the guy that looked like he'd be from Miami Vice, and then the little little guy with the sunglasses. Yes, yes. They were like the like you know the typical just mm-hmm. like these are your villains like the yeah. stereotypical villains. They just seem and, sleazy. But yeah, they, I feel like they were like really sleazy and like really like typical for like early '90s. But as yeah. we started getting towards like you know Eminem is getting popular, street culture is getting mm-hmm. popular. Like they needed to evolve it, so yeah. they they got rid of them in season four. And Shendu's son literally got his own villains that were like a street gang. <laughs> they all turned into dragons. <laughs> That's kind of fun though, and like, that was like my favorite thing. Like I'm just—they were so cool, and like that is what I think of sometimes. When I think of Jackie Chan, that, and then season one. Yeah, I think season, I think season one, mm-hmm. and then season two is probably the best when the animals, mm-hmm. uh, like they come into their animal forms and stuff like that. I think that was the mm-hmm. peak of Jackie Chan, and then yes, you no, know, it kind of coasted on its way after that. Mm-hmm. But it was still good. Like you know, some series mm-hmm. are dog crap after a certain point. So, am I going to say Static Shock or Jackie Chan? <sighs> I don't want to put Static Shock below Jackie Chan, but I want to say like the first. Do you want to put them on the same level? We'll just put them up at the top. We'll nah, the... you got you got to pick one or the other for sure. But I definitely think Jackie Chan's adventure was definitely mm-hmm. the better play. Okay. Um, you know, it was also the only show that had, you know, a lot of you know Asian uh, representation. Uh, representation, like mm-hmm. you know, Static Shock was one of the first black. But then when you think of Yu Gi Oh. No, Atem was black, and so, okay. and you know, you had Bakor mm-hmm. and all those other people who you know you can make a claim mm-hmm. for that, and you know, second biggest character. Okay, was black, so, so Jackie Chan, Static Shock, and it makes but Static Shock and Jackie Chan are very very close. Yeah, I think the fact that you just have Jackie Chan, you know, one of the greatest, you know, that is true stunt stuntmen of all he time. Does his own stunts like, before Tom Cruise did. Yeah. You know, you could talk about him and Bruce Lee, and mm-hmm. you know all that, all of them, and Jet Li and stuff like that. But exactly, I, I, I think Jackie mm-hmm. up there for okay. sure. And, and Rush Hour came out too, so you could see the range. Like, yeah, you know, okay, Jackie Chan Adventures, and you have like I Rush love when hour. he's going up like that little like alcove in the alleys in yeah. Rush Hour. Yep, with the bamboo. Oh yeah, it's perfect. Yeah, I when you're it. doing the construction, yeah, yeah it was yeah. beautiful. But yep, I, I, I'm putting Jackie Chan Adventures above Static Shock. Okay, so knowing knowing that like the premise of your podcast, uh, Bump Boys. Is like wrestling. Yes. I feel like I know where this one lies with you. Okay. But I'm also curious as in relation to what the shows we've talked about already. All right. Let's hear it. Mucha Lucha. Mucha Lucha. All right. So. Wow. So for those who don't know. um, Actually, you know what? Alex. Explain to the people what Lucha Lucha was. Or Mucha Lucha. Mucha Lucha is one of the best shows that was in WB Kids. It surrounds three kids that go to a luchador school yep. called Ricochet, Buena Girl, and the Flea. And all the of flea. them, the Flea, and all of these characters 
are like learning how to become like luchadors. world famous luchadors. And they learn how to hoster their special powers or harness their special powers. Yep. And like Ricochet, the name kind of give it away, he turns into a pinball. Yep. The flea is stinky. And Buena Girl, for some reason, turns into a bulldozer. Yeah. But yeah, so. So, yeah, that show was <laughs> wild, random. <laughs> um, surprisingly, so what do we have? Jackie Chan Adventures, Static Shock. Shock. Animaniacs, Mucha Lucha. I will put Mucha Lucha mm-hmm. just above Animaniacs. Okay. And you know, I think, like, I mean, I feel like you and I could talk a lot about Mucha Lucha, but we still have more than like 60% of the list to go through. Oh, definitely. I'm think I'm going to call, I'm going to call it here. I think that Bump Boys and Nostalgia Junkies these have a collaboration episode. I do agree. On Mucha Lucha. We, we should have a reaction uh, episode with you and Will. Oh. We'll, just, set, we'll set that up. Just watch an episode? Yeah, what's up? Uh, episode. We'll get a, a film and we'll watch uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. some old episodes and we'll record a reaction. Some, and some, if, some if that does good enough, maybe we'll watch the Mucha Lucha movie. I didn't know there was a movie. Yeah, there's a whole movie, man. There's a whole movie. All right, so we'll react to the movie. I like that even better. <laughs> I just remember the beginning. It's like Mucha Lucha, and then just I don't know what the guy's doing, but I loved it. it oh, I, I didn't even know there was a movie. I gotta watch. Oh yeah, now. right at the beginning. The whole the whole theme song, which is the name of the episode, uh, the name of the show, over and over again. You didn't know that? The whole theme song? What do you mean? The Mucha Lucha theme song are literally just the name or the words Mucha Lucha. Oh, yeah. Like it was, the theme, was the theme song yeah. for the actual it's show. Like, Mucha Lucha. Mucha, like, Mucha, Mucha Lucha. It's the way we play. Or something like that. Yeah. And yeah. It's, like, it's like maybe Lou Bega wrote it. <laughs> Yo, maybe. <laughs> okay. So you, you already mentioned this one before. Oh, wait. Did we, did we do the order? Yeah, we put it right above Animaniacs. Okay, so Static Shock. Oh, sorry. Jackie Chan, Static Shock, Mucha Lucha, Animaniacs. Yes. Okay. You already mentioned this one. I I know where I would put this one. I'm curious where you would put this one. Okay. Pinky and the Brain. Pinky and the Brain. You know, it was a spinoff of Animaniacs. Mm-hmm. Animaniacs, I felt like, did Pinky and the Brain justice. Okay. There was a lot of heartfelt moments with Pinky and the Brain. Mm-hmm. So I would have to put this below Animaniacs. Wow. Um, okay. But it okay. was a good show. It, there was a, some good moments, but I like that pinky in the brain mm-hmm. tension. And then once every often we get like a love moment where they care, mm-hmm. where pinky cares about our brain cares about pinky and stuff like that. Yes. But I feel like there was way too many heartfelt moments for pinky and the brain, the spinoff series. Okay. So I, I, I would own, I'm going to disagree with you on this one. I feel like, it should you should flip Animaniacs Pinky in the Brain. Okay. Solely because of the vast one liners. The Pinky in the Brain. Just the uh What are some of them that you like remember? The, uh are you thinking what I'm thinking, Pinky? <laughs> well gosh, brain, I don't know. But if if alligators have all them teeth, not no toothbrush to brush them with, why are they so hungry? Sorry, I had to bring in some water boy there too, because <laughs> I couldn't remember <laughs> any of them right now. But I just love yeah. every every episode. Every episode they had, are you thinking what I'm thinking, Pinky? Yeah. Gosh, Bright, and they just had some random spew, and you it know, was great. You know what I'm gonna, I'm, I'll, I'm gonna allow it because you know what I'm gonna remember. Mm-hmm. Yo, that that theme song was amazing. Pinky, Pinky in the brain, 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 brain. brain. Yeah. yeah, Pinky, Pinky, and the brain. brain. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was great. You no, know, I'm gonna give it to you. I'm gonna give it to you. Pinky in the Brain will go above Animaniacs. Pinky in the Brain, I you know I might have to go watch and some more of those And the color scheme for the intro where it was like the purple yes. and black. Yes. Okay, I'll give it to you. They, they really kind of played me. Pinky, or sorry, the Brain as like this 
world-dominating, like, wannabe villain. But he really was just... He was, not, a, he was a rat. He was a rat, he was and a he, rat. Was, he was trying to get to the better things in life. Yeah. And what I what I really liked is that they kind of showed the limitations of him being a rat. He didn't want the finer things in life, like even mm-hmm. women too. Like, oh yeah, like, he he did have an eye for women. He definitely mm-hmm. wanted, you know, some. Well, that was that was a thing some with like ni- ones. that was a thing with '90s cartoons was like showing the women. Yeah, dude. I mean, Powerpuff Girls, Miss Bellum. Yeah. What what did what did we Thick. see of Miss Bellum and and Powerpuff Girls? Then we just see her legs and everything below her neck. Everything below her neck. And she was the mayor's um, assistant. And she was always and bending she, over. And you just saw the mayor she, turn she, beet red. And she would always pick him up, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He loved that. And it's just like Johnny. Uh, the Cartoon Network was really on some like fetish type of shit. It's like Johnny. Uh, not Johnny Bravo. Johnny Bravo. His mom. You know, nothing. But, oh, are you thinking Dexter or Johnny thinking, Bravo? Uh, Johnny Bravo's mom was a little older. She was. Wasn't there? She wore the little like the beret thing. Dexter's was, mom, though, with the apron. That's true, but there was another one who was just like below the hips. Like we never saw anything below the hips or whatever. Oh, it was just like legs. Remember, cow and chicken. Yes, cow and chicken. Cow and chicken. It was like wouldn't they show like the dad's top half and then would show the mom's bottom half? No, it was just both of them were just legs. Oh yeah, there was like a legit thing where they showed them as literally just legs. Yeah, like there was no top at one point. It was really creepy. Cartoon Network would be wild. Yeah, but so. Jackie Chan, Static Shock, Mucha Lucha, yeah. Pink in the Brain, Animaniacs. Yes. Okay. I think that's a, that's safe. Okay. So you you mentioned this one to me, and we had kind of forgotten about it. it came from a, it was a spinoff from a great movie. Actually, I think it's one of the only ones on here that's actually a spinoff from a movie series. Yes. Ozzy and Drake's. Yo, this one's going right below Static Shock. Really. It was it, this shit was good. Bro. Okay, so I I really don't remember Ozzy and Drix that well. Can you please tell the people about Ozzy and Drix? So if you've seen Osmosis Jones, the first the movie, first, the movie, mm-hmm. basically you know a pill and a was it a white germ white, white blood, blood cell? cell a white blood cell team up to you know for this big case inside uh, Hank's was it Hank? Yeah, it was played by wasn't it played by uh, Bill Murray? It was Bill Murray, but it was a guy named Hank. I think that was named Hank. Hank or something like that. Was it yeah. Hank? Yeah, I think it was Hank. But anyway, they would team up and they would they were fighting this uh mm-hmm. was it um the virus. The virus guy. Yeah. That he got from the monkey. Yeah, from the monkey. Because he shared a sandwich with the monkey or something Yo, like monkey that. Monkeypox, bro. It, it predict- <laughs> pricked it all over, man. But anyway, the whole point of Ozzy and Drix was every episode they'd have mm-hmm. a new case on their desk. So it would continue on with, you know, Osmos Jones mm-hmm. and they would have the case. So it'd be like, Oh no, we're whoever we're looking for a flu virus. We're looking mm-hmm. for you know, a vaccine for something else mm-hmm. that happened in the thing because, you know, okay. he needs to get uh, the so T cells like going on. So it was like the Magnum PI version of Magnum School Bus. Yeah, it was literally that. I think okay. and the cases were good. It was, uh, you know, you had a lot of funny um, dialogue. I don't know if it was it Chris Rock still doing it. I don't think it was Chris Rock. I, I think it was a different actor. I, I don't remember, to be honest, but I, I feel like Chris Rock didn't do the voice acting for it. I don't think he did. Because mm-hmm. I would have remembered if he did, and I would have mm-hmm. watched it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, Drix, I believe, was the same actor. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, it was mm-hmm. I, I liked it. It was just a lot of you know detective case, detective work. You know, it was a little humor here and there. Did uh, they ever make down. a comment about how unhealthy like their host body was? Because it's like if they're solving a case, like I think even, they were even, always doing that. I mean, even if the, this show ran for like one season, that's like anywhere between twelve and twenty four episodes. 
to have like 12 to 24 things that you have to kill in the body that's a lot so the way they described um this dude's body or i think it was frank was frank okay frank's body was they really made it look like new york so they made it look like the sleaziest place on earth but then when you see this dude eating like dropping a hard-boiled egg inside a monkey cage and a monkey putting in his mouth and him fighting a monkey for this egg and chewing that shit up makes a lot of sense you you weren't you're not too far off with that New York stuff, but um, <laughs> you know I've been to some crazy places back in the day. Okay, so, that's another story. But I, I put it above. Um, but uh, Mucha Lucha, Lucha, below Lucha, static shock, below static shock, though. Okay, okay. Uh, you know what? I just because the movie was so good, I, I'll put it there. I'll, I'll go with you on that one. I'll go with the Jackie Chan static shock, Mucha Lucha. No, sorry, Jackie Jackie Chan static shock, Ozzy and Drix, mm-hmm. Mucha Lucha, Pinky the Brain, Animaniacs. Yeah, I agree. Okay. okay. So the next one is one of my favorite shows, actually. Okay. And I have actually binged this show multiple times on Disney Plus since it's now moved over there. X Men Evolution. I I can't really uh, put a. I can't oh. put one on there because I remember a lot of it from. Um, what was it back when it was like Spider Man's and Marvelous okay. Friends or something like that? Yep. I think it was on like. The Cubix or the yep. network when they took it over from Cubix. Jetix. Jetix. I think yep. it was on Jetix a lot and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. I watched it after the buyout. Uh, so I you... don't think I can give a. I remember the old stuff. Okay. So Look. you remember like the 90s X Men cartoons? Yes, yes, yes. But yes. not X Men Evolution. No. See, so here, here's the thing. And it's like, I, I. So nowadays, I really appreciate 90s X Men. Mm. As a kid back like in the 90s, it was really hard to get into the 90s X-Men because it was it was so deep. Yeah. Yet, I felt that X-Men Evolution did the same thing, but instead of them all being adults and, like, established heroes, yeah. they're in high school, figure it out. So they're students. So like that, I feel like the same vibe that Static Shock had with, like, them figuring out their mm-hmm. powers and learning and dealing with, like, the issues and, like, being bullied and dealing with, like, you know, just the diversity. Okay. X-Men did the same thing with X-Men Evolution. All right. The one thing I say that they sucked ass at, continuity. They example? would introduce characters. So, like, Spike, for example, was a great kid. He was supposed... He was uh, Aurora Monroe, Storm's mm-hmm. uh, nephew. Okay. Developed these, like, porcupine powers. Couldn't control them. Would sneeze, and they like, take over the locker room. He starts to control his powers. Then he, like, goes off and, like, you know, joins this underground group of mutants. And then he comes back and he's all like covered over and then he leaves again. And like, I just like, so maybe it's not continuity, but maybe Mm. it's character development is what I'm I'm trying to get at here. They would like develop a really good character. Like he was like the character that you latched onto. Like, at least for me, he was like your intro character. Okay. And then they kicked him off because I feel like they didn't need him because they established the rest of the team enough. Yeah. And it just, it was sad because, you know, you have this really good character that the kids like latch onto and like what you were saying with like you know static shock like you know yep. there's a young person of color that like these kids can latch onto and they kicked him off the show and now the only character of a different color other than storm who was an adult was nightcrawler he was blue yeah and his watch made him into a white man <laughs> that is true and beast was portrayed as a white guy he was a white guy originally and then turned into this big blue beast but yep. it's like again he, he was an adult and yeah. it's like i feel like you know kids are gonna latch on to the kids yeah there mm-hmm. i feel like from what you're describing mm-hmm. you know them killing off a big character that you know people can relate to they didn't kill him off they made him they go away him. 
and then he could bring him back. That was like a, an important thing that they did in that show. Oh, okay. okay. They didn't kill people, so they put him in limbo. Yeah, they they uh they, huh. yeah, stasis. But I, I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm wondering if part of the reason why they did that because the show was a competitor to Static Shock back in the day. Did mm. they want not want to have two black led teams or black led shows? I'm not too sure about that, actually. Like, I mean, I feel like Marvel would be like looking at DC, like, screw you, let's do it anyway, and DC would do the same thing. But I don't know. But it's, I think it's crazy to think that Marvel and DC mm-hmm. was on the same network. Yep, sharing the same airtime. Right. Like that. That's that's crazy. Listen, give it another five years, and they'll all be on Disney Plus. Facts. They're you know, so, Discovery so Plus. Schneider is, is doing terrible. Schneider gonna just make his own universe. <laughs> Schneider or Schneider? <sighs> I think Dan Schneider do the same thing sometimes. They both be making their own universes. Listen, for, uh, like I, I think you no, know, we're getting soft topic here. But with Dan Schneider, you know what the big big play with that man was, right? Oh, I definitely. You remember. know what his favorite thing was, right? Feet. What was the logo of Nickelodeon back in the day? It was a foot. It was an orange foot. Big old orange feet. Who who down there in the offices decided that <laughs> the Nickelodeon logo should be a foot? Hey, you gave the man too much power, and look what look where it led to. Dude, especially when you look at what's going on with uh, Drake Campanella right now. Shit. So where are you, where are you ranking it then? Okay, I'm going to put it... Let's see. So we have Jackie Chan, Static Shock. You put Ozzy and Drix right there. I'll, I'll put it right below Ozzy and Drix. And then, okay. you know, we had Mucha Lucha, Pinky and the Brain, Animaniacs. Sounds good. Yeah. Like, I think X-Men Evolution, it had some really good seasons. But they mm. came later. Yeah. And like the beginning was just like, okay. And then the character development was, wasn't there. Next one. All right. The GOAT. Batman, the animated series. The Batman animated series up top by far. Okay. It's, it's top, number, top, one. number one. Number one? Number one. Okay. By okay. Far. You know I feel like we can kind of like lump this into like one conversation. So we have Batman, the animated series. What about Batman Beyond? I think it was... So the part with Batman Beyond, I feel like it was literally part two of it. It was basically the mm-hmm. same stuff. It was a I repeat of, or it was a, just a continuation of the series. Mm-hmm. So I don't really put it on a separate plane. I put you, it as you a would put them together continuation. But I did recently watch it again mm-hmm. um, this past year, I believe. I okay. think it was the, yeah, with the six seven months actually. Mm-hmm. Wasn't as good as I remember it, but I remember the movie was a. Banger when it came out so, on the VHS. So would you say that Batman Beyond as a companion piece is amazing, but as a standalone piece, it doesn't hold this lackluster, or it's a little lackluster. Very lackluster by itself. Okay. So I, I, I could, ag- I you know, I I could agree with that because it's like I remember watching it, and a lot of the continuations of the characters made sense. Yeah. And then I don't know. I always felt like there was something weird with the Joker gang. Yep. Like I was just a little more like of the original Joker. You had to watch the movies to get what you wanted out of it. Mm-hmm. The rest was just filler. Like they had, you know, they mm-hmm. cut off, you know, Mister Freeze. Yep. They cut off a lot of good villains. They, you know, had a couple people here and there. Mm-hmm. But overall, you know, the anime back to the animated series. That one is just iconic. You know, just having all the characters. Dude. The introduction of mm-hmm. Harley Quinn by mm-hmm. far one of the most memorable characters in the past. You know, decade. Yep. Bigger than Batman. You know, you go out on Halloween, you're gonna see at least every girl. Every other girl in a, ho- a Harley. Are you saying Quinn. that people aren't dressing up as Batman? They are, but Harley Quinn, man. No, like, everyone dresses as Harley Quinn, and there's easy. so many options for them to dress as Harley Quinn. There's so many options. You can do goth Harley Quinn, you know, steampunk Harley Quinn. You can do you can any do, Harley. You Quinn can do the Margot Robbie Harley Quinn, Mar- and that's like one of the, what the it, top, top ones five? right now. I think it's like yeah. top five best-selling costumes. 
Exactly. Which, and I love Harley mm-hmm. Quinn because it was basically someone who became crazy. Yeah. Or, you know, her love made her crazy and it sparked one of the greatest pieces, which is mm-hmm. Mad Love, in my opinion. You know, me and, you know, me and Susan, mm-hmm. we love those comics. We collected yep. all the original ones. Mm-hmm. You know, she became so popular in the mm-hmm. animated series mm-hmm. that they made her canon. Yeah. And the fact that, you know, mm-hmm. I think her first episode came out, I think by episode two or three, mm-hmm. she had a 9-11 one because that's when 9-11 happened. Wow. And, um, you know, the post, just the artwork looks great. You know, mm-hmm. she she did something that Joker could never do, which was capture mm-hmm. Batman, yep. kill Batman. And mm-hmm. Batman admits it. If you if you executed your plan, there was no escape I could have done. She she was she, the true she was genius of the team. Yeah, she was a genius. Yeah, but his ego got in the way of that, mm-hmm. and when she switched from him, like you know, they had a chance of making it really great. And but oh, the Birds of Prey movie you're talking about? No, like when just she, in general. In general, like okay. whenever, especially in the Harley Quinn series right yep. now, like when she switched from him, she's mm-hmm. so much better. But then she mm-hmm. she's still googly out over the Joker. But I think that's. She's so strong, but that's just her one flaw. Yeah, no, I, I agree. With that. I watched a bit. Of, I watched the, like the first season or first two seasons of the Harley Quinn show, and it was really good. Yeah, I like what they did with it. It was. It's. It's not what you expect. It, it's more of like yeah. I'd say like a coming of age. Yeah, and and it's coming, like it's more. Out co- it's very comedic focus opposed to I'd say story. I say there's there is a story, like a yeah. through line, but I feel like it's more comedic focused. At least the first. I, agree. I found the first season. The first season was very comedic mm-hmm. focus. Um. Mm-hmm. I think one of the best scenes of that mm-hmm. series. I know we're getting off topic, but yeah. but you know it continues. But mm-hmm. the best scene by far is, you know, Ivy is talking about how bad you know mm-hmm. the Joker has been to her while they're in mm-hmm. prison, and he like the, she really snaps her out of it. She she well she's thinking about hmm yeah you're right and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And in the background you have Calendar Man talking with his son about his um. It's like, hey, Dad, oh, I, I, I yes. brought you a plant. Yep, yep. And they take the plant, smash it on the ground, burn it. Yep. And they're like, and he's like, Harley, how long have you been in here for? And it's like, oh, you know, you've been in here for like, you know, a year. He gives the exact, yeah, the exact day. He's like, oh, about. so you remember, you remember Killer Bimbo Clowns? Um, but you don't remember your own son's birthday. <laughs> and then they burn the plant and they're like, He's like, kid, are you stupid? No wonder your dad doesn't remember your birthday. And it's just like, I know that exact scene. Yo, that is, and the that, is best, that is an amazing that's scene. That's one of the best DC scenes by far. <laughs> but I'm putting it at number one at the moment by far. Okay. The Batman, Bat- Batman animated series, Batman Beyond combo. Yeah, I, I, I okay. guess you could say Batman Beyond. I would put it below mm-hmm. Mucha Lucha. We, we could put a little ask. We'll put it as an asterisk. Yeah, but if we're ranking them separate, I put in it this below. imaginary list that I'm writing in the sky. Yeah, and then you can put Mucha Lucha right above Batman Beyond. Okay, so Batman the Amanda series, Jackie Chan, Static Shock. Was it Mucha, wait, Mucha Lucha, then Batman Beyond? Yeah. Okay. Pinky in the Brain. Pinky in the Brain, Animaniacs. Animaniacs. Yeah. Ooh, okay. It's a mouthful. Yeah, it is. Okay. We only got two shows left. Okay. Let's hear them. Lunatics. Is this the baby version of the... Nope. This is the yes, I know, right? Like I say the word lunatics and like it's like what the hell is this show? Lunatics was the oh. Looney Tunes version of like Duck Dodgers. Maybe Duck was Duck Dodgers actually Looney Tunes? I think so, yeah. Yeah. So Lunatics was like Bugs, uh Taz, Daffy, the Roadrunner, Wiley Coyote, Lola Bunny, 
if they were superheroes, but like space superheroes. They all had like some power. Like Roadrunner oh. was super fast. Wiley was the tech guy. Um, I think Bugs could shoot lasers or was he like Superman or something like that? Basically, and then like Daffy could shoot fire. Like they all had some kind of power, but like they were basically, you know, caricatures of their Looney Tune counterparts, but not that name. Huh. Yeah, the fact that I'm even blanking on this, I think that's where you're That's at the bottom. That's at the bottom of car. I will say it was a good show. It probably was, but I don't think the advertisement was there. Memorable. Yeah. Like it's like one of those shows that like you have a dream and you remember it. Yep. But it's like, oh yeah, that show existed. So yeah, okay. So I feel like that that should be our just our conversation about lunatics. That yeah. Like listen, if if you don't know it, go watch it. It was it was at a few good episodes. Nothing yeah. super memorable. So yeah, the last one. Last one. I I I mean you you I already know I, I, we already I'll, know where I put this. I put it at the end. I'll introduce this last one yes. because I want to hear your point on this one. Oh. Shaolin Showdown. The goat. This is the best, other than Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh. I would even put it on. I would put Pokemon Shaolin Showdown then Yu-Gi-Oh. But Shaolin Showdown was so good back mm. in the day that even when Kids WB got even when Kids WB got canceled, they brought this show back they as did. Shaolin Chronicles, yeah. and they rebooted the whole series. Shaolin Showdown was amazing. So it basically it, it encompasses four people: Clay. A cowboy, yep. Kimiko, this girl from Japan, Raimundo, this was like kind of a douchebag from Brazil, yep. and Omi, who's been training for this all his life, and Master Fung. He, he, hold on, <laughs> he monk, he get no pussy. <laughs> That's basically what he was. It really is. But like Omi's been training for this all his life, and then Master Fung is like, okay, yeah, it's time for you guys to become like Shaolin warriors. And then he brings in three random strangers, who are all on the same level as Omi. But at the very <laughs> end, of course, you know Omi's gonna get. The top spot, right? Oh, we'll get there. We'll get there. Nope, he doesn't. One of his best friends, who's also his worst enemy, like his frenemy, Raimundo, one of his friends, the partner, goes evil. Is literally like, the biggest bad in the like their for yep. the entire season. Comes back, they fight a bean for his like a literal bean, Hannibal Bean. Yep. For an entire season. And Master Fung's like, okay, now one of you gets to become leader, a Shoku warrior. And Omi's like so ready to do this. But do you remember what Omi just did right before they announced the warrior? No. He broke time. The man broke time. The man froze himself to go into the future yes, to access yes. the the like the Temigong, which was like their artifact that yep. they find, to go in the past to like prevent Chase Jung from becoming evil, which then made everybody else in the future worse. Yeah. And then Omi like goes on this whole big journey and fixes it. And then Master Fung's like, yeah, Raimundo, you're the chosen one. And then after that, Omi goes evil. <laughs> then Omi goes evil. Then he loses. He goes postal on everyone. He just he just takes his little or, or, orb of tsunami or whatever it was and just... Yeah, orb of tsunami. <laughs> I will say they had some of the best names for the stuff, like the two-ton Torah. The, the two-ton tunic. Two-ton tunic, that's right. The tiger claws. Fist which, of Temigong. The fist of Temigong. And each they the yep. greatest part about this is you're like, well, how why is it called Shaolin Showdown? Mm-hmm. For example, me and Alex see this shark right here. If me and Alex both touch this thing at the same time, we just initiated a Shaolin Showdown. And a Shaolin mm-hmm. Showdown was basically a game you played. You played yep. or it was a challenge. Always different too. 
Yeah, so I think the mm-hmm. most memorable one I remember is mm-hmm. the it was uh the, the the sash or whatever. Okay. So Omi had his um two tongue tunic. Yep. And no, no, he had the something else. No, he, he they were going for the tiger claws. Okay. So he had the other one had the sash that allowed him to give him like extra arm mm-hmm. or whatever, or it acted as like a monkey arm or, or tail. Omi had, I think, the Orba Tsunami, but it wasn't helpful because the challenge was they had to take a cup and they had to bring the water in the cup to the finish line. And as this man's monkeying around, getting everywhere, this man, uses I think he uses the orb. He gets his way over to the finish line. Mm-hmm. His cup's empty. And they're like, he's like, well, you cheated. You definitely didn't win because, you know, your cup's empty. Mm-hmm. This man spits the water out in the cup. I remember that. That's how he wins. But that, that ep- same episode. Mm-hmm. He comes back with with the Shaolin items, but when you play a Shaolin, sh- uh, Shaolin showdown, showdown, you have to put something up. Yep. So while he, there was four of them, he was the only one that won his Shaolin showdown that day, and there was four <laughs> different items that got. Mm-hmm. So they lost what one, two? I think they lost like eight items or eight or nine items. Wow. Not everyone had items too, but they lost like four, five, or yeah, eight items. They, and he only he came back with like two, and he was like. Today was a good day, and they're like, "No, it was a terrible day for the team. You ha- you had a great moment, but as a team, we sucked today." Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I I remember that. I also there was one. I remember what item they're going for. They had to balance on like the bamboo though. Yep. And that was when Omi had the two ton tunic. Yeah. And he's like, because he he wanted that because it was like one of the stronger of the ten like yep. the artifacts that they had, and he activates it, and the dude just goes poof and falls right off the bamboo. Yeah. But I think also they combined them like back in then too. Yeah, eventually you were able to combine them, I believe. Because they did like, uh, Ramuda had like the Tiger Claws and the Sword of the Nebula at one point. Yep. And that, I feel like that's how he became evil and just like activated his way through things, went through the different dimensions. And yeah. Dude was a badass. Hit, there was like a Shadow Raimundo at one point and stuff like yeah. that. They did a lot. They did a lot of like really cool stuff. So you're putting it at the very tippy top. Of our list? Yes, I would put it at the, the top of our list. So... Shaolin Showdown, Batman the Animated Series, Jack Chan Adventures, Static Shock, Mucha Lucha, Batman Beyond, Pinky and the Brain, mm-hmm. Animaniacs, and Lunatics. So I agree with it all. There's one thing I would switch, which is, hear me out, Batman the Animated Series and Shaolin Showdown. The reason why I say this is Batman the Animated Series introduced so many characters and the characters look good you also had mark hamill playing the joker okay which was an iconic role as himself um but at the same time it was all stuff from the comics it wasn't anything new it wasn't anything mm-hmm. fresh it was uh except harley quinn no i mm-hmm. think that i love harley quinn and stuff like that mm-hmm. but nowadays it's not the same love and stuff like that. the old harley quinn was really great but okay. the thing i will say that puts shaolin possibly over the top mm-hmm. was the Eastern storytelling mm-hmm. with the Western art and the yep. colors pop. And it was, mm-hmm. you had, you know, was it Kimiko was from Japan and yep. she was like, you know, the you know, tech the, guru's the, the hot, daughter. The, yeah, she was yep. like the top bitch and so, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Then you had Clay, Texas. <laughs> then you had Raimundo, Brazil, mm-hmm. fuck boy. And then you had Omi, who was really like a simp for master. Yeah. And you had like all these different personalities mm-hmm. you had to explore and stuff like that. And their elemental powers actually went exactly with their character too. Yeah. So I, I for that I guess for me they're interchangeable. 
Um, okay. Batman anime series will always be goaded from what I, stories I, give us. I, I would agree with the same same level. You know, if it, if we were talking about more than just the WB kids and talking yeah. about like the legacy, yep. I would definitely put Batman the anime Agreed. series because you had Batman the anime series. Which then became Superman the Animated Series, a companion part. Yep. You had Batman and Superman the Animated Series. Yep. Justice, Justice League, League the Animated Series, Justice League Unlimited, Young Justice, and Batman Beyond were all part of the same continuity. Yep. And then, yeah, there's an argument that Young Justice even can have ties to that too. Yeah. So overall, oh, but wait, wait, sorry, I forgot one of that continuity. Static Shock is also in the same continuity. It is. Yep. So for me, mm-hmm. if we're talking about the greater picture, I'm putting Batman above it. But yep. as a WB kid staple, you have to put Challenge Showdown in yeah. there because it was definitely one of the shows. And when it got canceled, it got brought back and rebooted. Yes. I, I don't agree with the reboot, but mm-hmm. that's how strong of a show it was. The reboot doesn't hold a lot of the continuity that was established, yep. which is like frustrating. Mm-hmm. But it definitely has the same feel of the original show. Yeah, and if it was mm-hmm. such a good show, like, you know, that they rebooted and they brought it back. And was I think it was like one of the only two shows mm-hmm. they brought. Mm-hmm. Also, if you want to, if you had any sweepstakes or anything like that, mm-hmm. it was always a Shaolin Showdown characters doing the mm-hmm. giveaway. And I guess the only thing on the list you could possibly debate is putting Static Shock above Jackie Chan's. But yeah, even then, I think Static Shock was also a very popular one in the evening times, mm-hmm. um, right before, right after Tsunami. I want to say mm-hmm. so. But as a mm-hmm. WB Kids staple, I'm gonna keep Jackie Chan there. But Overall, I think I, I think that list is a solid list. I agree with you. So we know what our list is. I'm curious if there's anything that we might have forgotten or we didn't mention, or if your list is different. So let us know in the comments below. Joe, where can they find you? So if you're looking for us, um, you know, there's me, um, Joe. Or sorry, there's Dan, Joe, and Will. That's all three of us. You just say it that way. Uh, we started up the Bump Boys. You know, you can find us at YouTube at uh, the Bump Boys. Um, he'll leave a link in the description. You can find yep. us on Twitter, the Bump Boys, Instagram, the Bump Boys, all one word. So everything's um, the Bump Boys. Everything's the Bump Boys. TikTok, mm-hmm. all that stuff. It's all the Bump Boys. Mm-hmm. Um, want to send us email? You know, at gmail.com, of course. Perfect. But um, you know, we specialize in wrestling stuff like that. So if you're looking mm-hmm. for some wrestling stuff, you know, that's what we specialize, in. that's where you can find us. Awesome. So you know, you can find me. I'm Alex. You can find me at Alex Forest Music over on Instagram. Or you can find us at Nostalgia Junkies uh, CT on Instagram as well, I believe. I believe that's what we are. No, Nostalgia Junkies CT is our uh, our email. I should know that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and Nostalgia Junkies Podcast uh, is our Instagram. I'll leave that all in the description below. Hope you've enjoyed this episode. If we forgot any of the uh, top 10 shows, let us know in the description below. And uh, we'll see you next time. That's all, folks. Thank you for listening to the Nostalgia Junkies podcast. Follow us on social media, subscribe to the podcast, and make sure to never miss an episode. Till the next episode.